right check your seats please take your seats thank you worship team i'm sure uh, you have a little bit of life in you now this morning you woke up a little bit in the name of jesus i'm if you know this still human being sometimes a praise and worship team needs is lay your hands on them so, so maybe we need to introduce uh, a little bit stronger beverage in the morning for them or oh, breakfast maybe you you guys want some breakfast breakfast they 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 here from very early in the morning and after yesterday i know a lot of people were tired and so i got a message this morning that's going to enlighten you that's going to maybe offend you but that's going to change your life at the end of today's message we are going to stand praying together for our country for our nation for our city for our area for our zone for our community for our people i don't know about you but i am tired of seeing what is going on and it's amazing can i just start off just on a political pra- uh, platform it's amazing that whenever something happens in soweto immediately you see the government get involved in it and you will see it on tv but let something happen in the southwest ran or something happen in enderdale it takes a whole week the whole week i see nothing going on on tv but you see the people suffering you see what is going on so the church needs to do something about it and i don't know what will it take for government to will will it take another burning of another building for for the government to finally look at the the chaos and the pain that enerdale that, that uh, eldorado park is going through let's be real is it going to take something another tragedy for government to look at what is going on in eldorado park so i've i've been watching the news i've been lo- watching social media and seeing what is going on and i've seen the struggle and and the struggle of god's people and the word of the lord hit me wednesday morning yeah like that wednesday morning early early in the morning is it tell my people these words specifically so second chronicles chapter 7 it is our custom to stand for the reading of god's word so if you would please indulge me and stand for the reading of god's word i will greatly appreciate it second chronicles chapter 7 starting from verse 14 a very famous scripture it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves turn from their wicked ways seek my face then i will hear from heaven and i'll forgive their sins and heal their land and the lord said stop he said wait go to verse 12 and tell my people from verse 12 down to 16 and tell them exactly as i'm telling you so i said fine lord i will say it exactly as the way you're telling me and the word of the lord says then the lord appeared to rowan as a shepherd of this house on wednesday morning and said to him i have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice The Bible says we will bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, is that not what we are seeing right now? A plague that is crippling our land. You see this is this is not a this is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. I've seen a lot of you put it up on your social media. This is a spiritual attack. We do not fight against flesh and blood. You will see it just now in the scripture. We fight against principalities, powers. We it's a spiritual battle. We'll go to the scripture just now. It's a spiritual fight. We are seeing that. We are seeing the locust devour the land. Pestilence among my people. Then he says verse 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen 
I have chosen and set apart this house. I have chosen this house. I have sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to preach to you from a subject called pray and don't become the devil's prey. P-R-A-Y and don't become the devil's P-R-E-Y. Pray so we do not become subject to the enemy. Because the enemy is attacking and he's not going to wait for you to be strong. He's going to hit you in your weakest point. This morning I'm going to talk to you about the devil. So it's going to offend some of you spiritualisms. I'm going to make you aware of what he is about and what he is doing and how we're going to counteract it. And what the word of God is teaching us this morning. And how we need to react. How we need to respond. And sometimes we need to stop waiting for God to respond. And wait for the respond response of pastors. Sometimes we need to react towards the enemy. Because he's not waiting for you to be comfortable in your space. All fully prayed up. Fired up with the word of God. He is going to attack you right there where you are. So don't, don't, don't show any mercy. React immediately. Respond immediately to the enemy. When he wants to attack you. So this morning as a church, we are going to pray together. We're going to start. We're going to start together, praying together. Seeking the face of God. Praying together. We have to be... Uh, vigilant, go to Ephesians very quickly, Ephesians let's, let's look at what Ephesians says before I keep on repeating myself Ephesians chapter 6 please Ephesians chapter 6 remember the full armor of God beginning of the year we went through each Sunday defining uh, explaining each armor do you remember then? the full armor of God so now let's look at from chapter 6 from verse 10 down what it says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might be strong where in the Lord and in the power Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you but on the whole armor of God not just ones that you are comfortable with but on the whole armor of God that you may able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand not against the attacks of your husband, not against the attacks of your wife, not against the attacks of your family members. Hello? Not against the attacks, the attacks of... Uh, People at work? No. Against the enemy. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts. And wickedness. Spiritual hosts. The host that is hosting the ruling of evil. We fight against the host, the ones that are hosting evil in our community. The ones that are hosting division, 
blasphemy pain strife envy jealousy the ones that are hosting sexual immorality drug addictions pornography the ones that are hosting we fight against this evil one the host the host the host of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand twice he tells us take up the armor and keep on standing and then again in verse 14 the third time stand therefore i wonder why he will tell us over and over to stand is because we don't get the message the first time we don't get it the first time here paul has to repetition brings revelation he has to repeat it stand 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 there for having girded yourself then he gives verse 14 15 and 16 17 the full armor of god then verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in what in the spirit praying in the spirit praying in the power of the holy ghost praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit this is a spiritual battle first it tells us that this is what is going on this is the the warfare that is going on you need to take up armor because we are soldiers in the army we are the army of the lord take up armor and fight this battle with me and take up this armor fight this battle stand stand keep on standing and take up this armor and now that you know there is an attack there is an attack there is a battle going on the only way now you can fight this is through the spirit the only way you can attack this is only in the spirit you cannot attack this on your own self you cannot attack this on your on your on your own power you cannot attack this in your own might you cannot attack this with any physical strength you cannot attack this with all the monetary power all the political power or all the economical power that you have you have to attack it only in the spirit we can try and solve things in the natural we will never succeed It will go around and we will come back to us. It will go around and we will come back to us. It will go around and it will come back to us. The Bible tells us that the devil leaves the, uh, the the demon leaves and goes to dry pastures when it finds none it comes back with all of his friends to attack you even greater. He's not scared of you. Let me let me let me put it out there. The enemy is not scared of you. He will come back with all his backstop. <coughs> you remember when we were in school? When a bully wanted to attack you. You go and get all your bras. You come back and now you the biggest dude because you got backstop. But all alone you're a small fry. You stand as like a humble little pot. Ha. But when you see your bras behind you, what happens? Come on, you always in school, right? We all have been there. We all know where. I think the ladies were even worse than us guys. It should be told. They fought even even worse. You didn't even you pull pull each one's hair, you should bust one another out. Ba 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 ba. No? Backstorm. This is what the enemy does because he cares less. He doesn't fear you. He cares less about your status, about your well-being. Please, please leave me alone. I have nothing. Please leave me alone. I have a child. Uh-uh, he will attack you even greater. He cares less if your child is left alone, stranded with nothing. He does not fear you. That's why after giving us all of these weaponry he tells us now pray with all supplication in the spirit because it's a spiritual battle you can only win this battle in the spirit you cannot win it in the flesh 
you can only win this battle through prayer pray and don't be subject to the devil's prey don't be subject to the enemy pray pray and don't fall prey to him we have to be more vigilant we have to be more aware of the attacks of the enemy now is the time for the church to pray more together in the spirit against what the enemy is doing and planning not just what we see in elorado park not just what we see in in the social sector in the economy but what we are seeing the enemy doing in these last days we are living in the last days people we are living in the last days where we have to take it back by force and say enough is enough we will stand together as a church and we will believe god and we will pray together in the name of jesus and we will stand you still sitting down looking all cute we will stand together anybody want to stand with me in the name of jesus you look too comfortable this morning i don't think the enemy has attacked you enough you looking too comfortable but i'm tired of seeing what the enemy is doing we need to take it back by force enough is enough and stand together the violent take it back by force in the name of jesus he might not be attacking your home but he is attacking your neighbors and he is attacking the community and if the community falls then the nation falls then the country falls then guess what your company falls and everything around us because we are tied together thank you take your seats please we have to stand together a lot of christians are showing up in the army unprepared with no armor no armor we're showing up unprepared we're showing up unprepared no armor a christian's life is not a trip on a pleasure boat the only exception is john my cousin he he's the only exception on on a pleasure boat he's living a christian life on a pleasure boat he is the only exception to the rule but to everyone everyone else a christian life is not a trip on a pleasure boat it's a boat that's going to be rocked by wind and waves and storm and it's only prayer that's going to save us from becoming the devil's prey the disciples became the devil's prey they set up on the boat discussing heavy theological things about what jesus just said jesus was sleeping if they were sleeping they wouldn't have went through the storm but they decided to take to to become prey to the enemy instead of sleeping like jesus and what happened they got all so fearful and they woke up jesus jesus got up and said peace be still i don't know about you but maybe we need to just get up in our community stand in the four ways and look at our neighbors and say peace be still don't look at your neighbor and say ah uh-uh. talk to the hand because i ain't listening my ears are not listening no put out your hand and say in the name of jesus peace be still not to your neighbors not to your friends not to the ones that you don't like but to the enemy that is causing havoc in your nation and in your community and say peace be still peace be still and then jesus looked at them and he asked them a question why are you so fearful go look at the scripture in the book of mark jesus asked them after the wind and waves obeys him he says peace be still he turns to his disciples and he says why are you so fearful it's like and then he asked him a second question how is it that you have no faith this is like asking a person working in a chocolate factory that comes out and says oh i i don't like chocolate you work in a chocolate factory how is it that you don't like chocolate this is like a baker 
who bakes cakes for a living and he comes out and he looks at you and says I don't like cakes at all man your question is how is it that you don't like baking how is it that you don't like cakes when you're a baker they are surrounded by faith they are surrounded by word 24/7 they are living with Jesus and now they are fearful Jesus asked them a simple question how is it that you don't have any faith when all I've been teaching you all this while is faith can you imagine you standing up with fear in your community god almighty is asking you as a child of god how is it that you don't have any faith how is it that we don't have faith to stand together to believe god for a miracle in our nation to believe god for healing how is it that we don't have faith anymore for the miracle we don't have faith anymore for the healing we don't have faith anymore for the promotion we don't have faith anymore for whatever we are believing for how is it we don't have faith anymore we are giving up on our children do you know what just go and do what you want we are giving up on our children how is it that we are so easily giving up on our family and our children and when we need to stand together and say come here it's time for us as parents to grab our children and pull them by the god given ears and tell them you will come with me to church on sunday you'll be seated next to me in the house of the lord i don't care whether you like me or not i'm not sure for you to like me i am your parent you are my child you will shut your mouth and listen to what i'm telling you to do it is time for church to come back in our homes We are crying for what the enemy is doing when we are doing nothing about it. How is it that we do not have any faith? How is it that we so easily giving up on the healing? We're giving up. Oh, if the job is for me, he will give it for me. Where is faith in all of this? If 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 it's his will for me to get healed he will heal me in his timing not ra- not wrong but also not right because they need you need to match that with faith that says believe god have faith in god for whenever you speak ask the father in my name he will do it so lord i know in your timing i know in your season but i'm praying and believing in the name of jesus you see i'm not letting go of the hem of your garment i'm not letting go of you so in your timing you will heal me but while i am waiting i'm not letting go of you I'm not just going to do my own thing and wait for you to heal me. I'm still going to hold on to you while you are taking your time to heal me in your season, in your timing, in your will. Your will be done in my life, but while I am waiting, I will still hold on to you. I will never let go of you. How is it that you have no faith pray and don't become the devil's prey this is a battleship that we are on and we have to be prepared for warfare the bible says we are not ignorant of the device of the devil's devices we have to be sober and vigilant It's time to start being offensive and not just being defensive church. It is time for the church to start being offensive and not defensive anymore. We have to enforce Satan's defeat. I know for some of you that it's hard to understand because we are brought up with the fact that Satan's already defeated. So why do I have to pray now? Why do I have to come against the enemy? Why do I have to pray for his defeat? Okay. Let's take it slow. 
I'm going to teach you something. And I don't want you to say, no, you know what, we shouldn't talk about the devil. We shouldn't talk about the enemy because we are giving glory to the enemy. Ah, stop being ignorant in your spiritualism. Stop being ignorant in, 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 your, in your mindset. We are two happy, clappy Christians. We come to church, clap our hands, rejoice, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But we go out, we need to start teaching our children that this is the devil. This is the devil and this is what he is capable of doing. This is who he is. This is what he is. He is not afraid of you. You should not be afraid of him. We do not we are not afraid of the underworld. In the name of Jesus we have power. But we have to teach our children that this is what's going on under our feet. This is what's going on in the spirit realm. We have to start teaching our children these things. This is why they are going so astray at schools because our schools are not teaching them these things. There's no more morals and standards. Instead of teaching our children abstinence, we're handing out condoms in school and telling them, you know what, it's fine, but just be safe while it's fine. Sex is not a prelude to marriage. It's not a rehearsal to see if you are compatible for one another. Sex, sex is, an, is a covenant, a blood covenant between husband and wife. Not man and man and woman and woman. Let me also add that in. It's a covenant between husband and wife. Not man and woman. Husband and wife. It's a covenant that God has ordained. We need to go back to scripture and bring the Bible back into our homes, into our lives. What are we teaching our children? We need to take a stand for what is right. We told our children, we see you going astray. We will whoop you so badly. We will give you such a hiding of your life. I'm not so strict. My wife is, is the strictest of all strictest of mothers. She's very strict. And these boys know it. Daniel knows it. She's very strict. We all fear in that house. When, when, when they know they did something wrong, they run for cover when they see her marching in the house. It is a fear that children need to start having. The respect that children need to start having in the home for mommy and daddy. Children are calling their parents by their first names. Children are just calling their parents anyhow. Say, hey man, just for a sec, man. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, now you're more offended that with, with the pastor. You're saying foot sec in the church. But it's fine for your children to tell it to you at home. Come on, let's be real. Why is it fine there, but in church you want to be holy? Come on. What are we teaching our children? There is a spiritual attack. And if we are not teaching our children what the government was supposed to be teaching, what are the teachers were supposed to be teaching, it is our responsibility as parents to train up our children in the ways of the Lord. This is the way of the Lord. This is the way of the Lord. We need to teach them this way. If they, we don't teach them this way, they will go astray. So you might say, I don't have the money to send them to a private Christian school. Because all Christian schools are private. Let me also tell you that all Christian schools are not all what they say they are. They're also, some, they're also full of nonsense. Trust me, I know. The insides and outsides of Christian schools. You send them to the school that you are capable of sending them. But when they come back home, when they come back home, I will beat your backside if you come back with that wrong theology. Hey, Wena. Wena, yas, fun. I will beat you sick and silly. Never mind what they said about you. Never mind what they're teaching you. Learn maths, science, history, technology, accounting, biology. What else? And as for this aloe thing, I don't want to tell you what I honestly think about it. Some of you might really get offended and leave. Absolute nonsense, man. 
teaching them things that you see there's one there there's certain things that the bible teaches us and certain things we learn in church in how to teach people in how to interact with young people and how to teach young people certain things the way it is taught in schools they are indirectly enticing you and you want to thereafter try it out you i don't know my body can do that oh yanna who liked that yar yes you're making i and then next thing they bunking school or next thing parents are gone to work and the children are left alone in the home yes you have to work i know but now the kids are all alone now they are trying out everything they learned in school school is not what it was and it's not going to get any better it's going to get worse because these are the last days we as a church need to stand and rise up and start teaching our children this is what the word of god says we have to be aware vigilant prepared we have to know our enemy start exposing the enemy start exposing the witch doctors start exposing the sangomas start exposing satan's generals second corinthians 4 verse 4 says the bible says satan is the god of this world a small letter g i know i know it's it's not it's not on the if you want to write it down second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 teaches us that satan is the god of this world he rules the agenda of this world he rules the po- politics of this world he rules the economy of this world he rules the evil rulers that are under his authority that are controlled by his spirits if you are not aware that is what's going on right now across the entire world Satan is the god of this world that why everything that is of this world that is in this world he is ruling it he has power over the evil rulers that are making decisions they are controlled by him that are making evil wrong decisions for our country and our nations not every politician just because they have a title as a leader is a sold out leader they just have a title We saw this on, on social media. Mr. Nelson Mandela was a leader before he came a political leader. He had leadership within him. He had discipleship within him. For those of you that went here yesterday. This is free by the way. You don't have to pay 250. He had it already in him. When he took the role as our president, he was a president already with leadership. Today there are many ruling the world that don't have the qualities of a leader. They just have the title and they are controlled by the ruling party of the world, the god of this world. Satan is controlling them and manipulating them to make decisions that are causing havoc in our nation and our country. These are the last days. Don't just be so You know what ignorant of the fact that it's not going on there is a spiritual warfare it is not just come let's have a prayer meeting together in our home you your husband and your children thank the lord for the bread that we have for the water and the hot water praise the lord that we are so cozy we have a beautiful family life together no there is a spiritual attack we are commissioned by god to make disciples we are commissioned by god to take up arms and to go into warfare and to tell the devil enough is enough you stole enough now you are going to take back we are you're going to give back everything you stole a hundredfold greater from the past from the present and from the future you are going to give us back everything you stole enough is enough pray and don't become the devil's prey So we are not of this world but we are in this world. So we have to know how to use the weapons God gave us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. The Bible calls him the prince 
of the power of the air this is the devil war is still going on and the devil will do anything to keep you weak to keep you out of church to keep you out of joy to keep you out of peace to keep you out of prayer because no word no faith no prayer no power no woman no cry no church you die You have no idea how much I couldn't wait to say that. I'm almost done. There is a spiritual attack. You cannot say that I'm just going to mind my own business. It's just me and my family. I'm just going to mind my own business. No, the devil will mind your business. You cannot tell him just mind your own but no, he will mind your business. He will come right in your business. Because he knows you. He'll outsmart you any day of the week. Don't be deceived. Don't think that just because you pray in the name of Jesus, you have all the power and authority, no weapon formed against you. No, you have to know the scriptures, not just remember and quote the scriptures. You have to believe in the scriptures. You have to know Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher. It's not just about the word. It's about the author. You remember yesterday? It's about the author of the word. He knows everything about you more than your wife, more than your family, more than even you know. He knows everything about you. And he watches you 24/7. He knows what thoughts to put into your mind to discourage you. And he knows exactly when to put those thoughts into your mind to discourage you so you don't receive the word of God. He knows how to discourage you on a Sunday morning. He knows how to discourage you before you go to school. He knows how to discourage you before you go into the meeting at work. Lebra basa lebre kere. Thank you Holy Spirit. He knows how to discourage you with your life. He knows how to put enmity, he knows how to put a discouragement between you and your spouse. right at the moment before making love he knows how to put a discouragement so you have to separate and now you spend days and weeks not talking to one another and you become financially frustrated you become sexually frustrated as husband and wife we coming to uh uh marriage conference i do we calling it i do i do conference it's coming up in october It's coming in up in October the I do conference and I trust that every one of you will be there not just ones that are happily married those that need work with your marriage those are the ones that need to be there because we are going to be speaking and telling you things that you cannot hear on a Sunday morning it's going to be over a weekend I think and the Lord has, the Lord showed us a lot of things he put us through so many things through the past 21 years we will be 21 years married this this year December 8th 21 years married praise the lord thank you 
and in the past 21 years he has took us through things well he had to change me more than her that <laughs> should be told and so many things he had to take us through and now we realize that we preach from what we have lived we're not just taking it from a book that we read we lived this we we went through it we came out of it now we can tell you that this is what the lord has done for us and this is what he still can do it's never too late it is never too late there is a spiritual battle romans let me close there romans romans chapter 8 that is why in romans chapter 8 verse 5 and 6 it says for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and and peace it is time to live by the spirit look at what verse 14 and 15 says for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god verse 15 for you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if indeed we suffer with him that we also be glorified together jesus glorified us verse 26 and verse to 28 says likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we ought to pray but the spirit who knows all things prays for us with groanings that cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows that the minds of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of god and then we quote the scripture and we know that all things work together for those who love the lord to those who are called according to his purpose how can we say the scripture after we have prayed much in the spirit you cannot say lord all things work together for my good you cannot just sing the song without praying in the spirit without praying strong praying vibrantly praying seriously And now I know that all things work together for my good. Why? Because now I'm walking in the spirit. Now I know because I'm living by the spirit. I can see spiritual things. I know there is a spiritual attack. And by the grace of God he has given me power, dominion. I'm not fighting over flesh and blood. I'm fighting over the dominion, the prince, the the powers of this world, the wickedness, darkness of this world. principalities and powers I'm I'm fighting against it in the name of Jesus there is power now inside of me because I'm aware of what the enemy is doing I'm aware of how he is attacking I'm aware of of what he is attacking how he is attacking when he is attacking I'm aware of his power and what he is capable of doing but wait, 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 wait. hold up hold up hold up now I'm prayed up in the spirit now I'm coding the scripture and I know all things and I'm not done I'm not done but now I know as much as i know what he is capable of doing i know what my god is capable of doing now i know that greater is he that is in me than he now i know that no weapon form now i know there after in 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 verse 30 moreover whom he predestined these also he called he called he justified he justified he also glorified then i can say verse 31 what then shall we say to these things if god is for me who can be against me you cannot just quote the scripture on social media just because you want to attack some body that didn't like you you can't just quote the scripture just on your instagram on your whatsapp or status just because you want to tell somebody off you have to write to quote the scripture after you have prayed much in the spirit of against that attack that is coming against your family this scripture does not work unless it is 
prayed much in the spirit in the name of Jesus now I know that no weapon formed against me now I know I've prayed much in the spirit against the attacks of the enemy the rulers of the world the rulers of the darkness now I know if God is for me who can be against me it is not for me to open my mouth and attack everybody that doesn't like you you don't need everybody to love you just a few people and trust me you have just a few right here that loves you enough if I didn't love you I wouldn't be praying for you I don't show you I love you by sitting and having food with you because I might not like the food you eat and you might not like the food I eat. You might not like the way I sit and eat with my pajamas. I cannot sit like this with a, with a suit or anything. No, I cannot sit with tackies and eat. I sit with pajamas in my house. My family knows this and, and I eat. And I know many of you are the same. It might offend you. I love you by praying for you. By standing with you when you go through some things. Not talking about you. You see, she got what she deserved because of her lifestyle. It is not for me to judge your lifestyle. It's for me to stand with you in agreement and pull you up, not to push you back down. You deserve it. You deserve to be in the pit. You made that pit. Now sleep in it. Sleep in that bed because you're made in it. This is what you did in your life. Now you deserve the pain that you are going through. How can I call myself a child of God, man? I'm speaking and acting exactly how Satan is, how the devil is attacking your family, attacking our lives, pushing us more down when we are down and out. What happens when we are depressed and suicidal? Does the enemy come and tell you, I'll give you one last chance? Uh-uh. No one, two, three, you out. He only did that with Jesus. He saw there after that he doesn't win. He's not going to try it with you. He's going to give you strike one. You out. So when you're down and depressed, he's not going to come and tell you, okay, I'll give you one chance. Let me pick you up. Ah, missed. Uh -uh. He's going to hit you more down, more deeper. And if you're suicidal, he'll make sure you kill, you kill yourself. How many lives have been taken away from our communities? How much of wisdom is gone into the grave? Because we are not raising up our children in the ways of the Lord. We are not praying with them. Family altars. How many of us pray together as a family during fasting? How many of us pray together? My children know this. They do not touch that food unless they say grace. Not even a chip. Huh? Nothing. Not even a sauce. Nothing. You do not touch that plate until we all together and we all say grace together. My nine-year-old daughter is indoctrinated, if I can say that. She's indoctrinated with this culture that we pray together as a family before we eat. And I must confess, sometimes we neglect this when we are in our homes. So the other night she asked us a question. Why is it, Dada? You know when it comes to these big time questions, they don't go to mommy, they come to me. Why is it, Dara, that when we go out to um, the restaurants, we will wait and we'll pray together for the meal? Why is it that when we pray, when, we, when we're eating together here at home, we all just eat? We don't pray together first. We all dish and we all just come and eat. Nobody prays before. before the, why is it that at home we don't do this? I didn't have an answer. But in my mind, I just said, Lord, forgive me. For not training up my child properly. This is something very, very small. But in her mind, she was so serious. Why, Dada, aren't we praying at home? Why is it that we pray outside for everyone in the world to see? But at home, we can't pray together. Train up your children in the ways of the Lord in the home that when they grow old they will not depart from it my children do not complain about going to church on a Sunday afternoon they want to go to a church they don't want to go to the movies 
They don't want to go out to friends. The whole three of them will cry and say, can we go and visit this church? Can we go and visit that church? Can we go there? Last week, Sunday, we took a one and a half hours, one hour, 15 minutes drive to Pretoria, to a church, just because they wanted to go. Train up your children. So we sit at home. We don't show them this. Well, but they're going to know now. And we sit at home and we just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that they love you so much. That they love serving. They love doing what they're doing. You see, it's generational. From my grandmom to my parents, to me, to my children, to my children's children. It is generational because we are brought up from this ground. We grew up on this ground. We sweat on this ground. We bled on this ground. We cried on this ground. We stood together on this ground. We even laid this carpet, man. A family that prays together stays together. Pray and don't be prey to the devil. Pray and don't become the devil's prey. And then verse 37, I'm closing with this. Yet in all these things, yet in all these things, in all these things, in all, not just some, but in all, open your eyes at home and look around to everything that is going on. To all, all of these things, we are more I'm not just a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than an overcomer. I'm not just an overcomer. I am more than an overcomer. I'm not just overcoming one hurdle. I'm overcoming multiple hurdles. I'm not just overcoming one hurdle. I'm overcoming multiple hurdles. I'm overcoming multiple hurdles. Not just one. A couple of them. I am an overcomer more than a conqueror an overcomer in all these things I am putting it to your face I'm telling you straight in your face eyeball to eyeball that no matter what you try and what you do I will always be more than an overcomer I will never fall to your prey because I will always be prayed up in my home with my family in the name of Jesus somebody stand up if you agree with me and begin to throw your hands up with your family and begin to pray in a holy Ghost if you can.